0: You're listening to Kindling Conversation with Siobhan Hunt, part of Kindling Kids Radio.
1: The postal survey is out and the debate is on whether same-sex attracted couples should have the right to marry. But what does a right to marry mean to a family with young children? Of course, not all families have married parents but we know there are plenty of children who have same-sex attracted parents. Nicole Kirsch and Natalie Macken have a one-year-old. They're currently in the throes of sleepless nights and dirty nappies, but they have agreed to take some time out to chat with us and their daughter is on the floor playing at the moment. It's a very clean floor, I should say, <laughs> but she's on the floor having a play. So if you hear any little chitty-chatty apart from us, it is her on the floor that's clean. A
0: live audience, yeah. There. Actually, she makes more sense than the postal survey, so <laughs> all
1: good. <laughs> good start, good start, Nicole. When did you both decide you wanted children? If I start with you, Natalie, that's a good question.
2: I always felt like I wanted children, but didn't believe that it would happen in my life. I just couldn't picture it because you don't, I didn't see it when I was growing up. So, I'm eight years older than Nick's. So, I'm 100.
1: Great, not <laughs> So, I don't know.
2: I kind of just, I always felt that I wanted that extension of love, but I didn't know what it would look like and the possibility for myself. But then I met Nick's and it made sense, so I started to let myself have that idea and that picture.
1: And, Nicole, what about for you?
2: Uh, I think my, my thoughts around
0: having children, have always, it's always been quite a difficult decision for me. Um, I've got kidney disease, so biologically I can't carry. But in my mind, it, it was never that I wouldn't have children. It was just that it was going to add an extra layer to the situation.
1: Um, when you say to the situation?
0: As in being a gay woman, is it's challenging enough. And in a way, you know, it's easier than being a gay man because biologically um, it's it's sort of It makes more sense that way and it's the tools available and the resources are just it's so much easier but then there's this whole extra layer of complexity that had always been in the back of my mind that it would be possible but that it would be difficult but then it sort of just remained dormant in my mind um, and I'd sort of resigned myself to the fact that being alone with a dog maybe wasn't that bad (laughs) and then I met Nat and it it did shift things for me and I felt braver when I met you that, that we could do this. And it wasn't easy, no. but it was in retrospect, great because I'm that much prouder of, of who we are and, and who she is in relation to us as well.
2: Yeah.
1: And in terms of the conversation, because sometimes when, I mean, I know if people ask me about when I, how did I decide that I wanted to have children, it was more just, thought that I didn't know that I didn't want to have children, but all of those traditional social expectations had been ticked off. So as progressive as we like to think we are, um, I had gotten married, we would bought a house, we'd been overseas, I had nothing else I could say I need to do before we have children. But in that progression of societal expectations of couples, was the fact that marriage wasn't part of that? In a way, part of the complicate, not the complication, but part of the thought process you had to go through before you decided to have a baby. Because, you know, as soon as someone gets married, heterosexual couple, the first question they ask Mm, is, when are you having babies?
0: Yeah. I think there's a lot of awkwardness around that, where people, I mean, even when we got married, and that was almost four years ago. Oh,
1: hold on. So you got married overseas? No. We
2: we say we got married because we did, in our hearts. So did you? I feel married. I feel married.
1: So, in that sense, was that before or after your baby? Before, Before. and how did you go about? Oh, hello, baby. We are talking about you. Before you you existed. No, it it didn't. didn't. You are fooling yourself. Yeah, we
2: had like a, (laughs) an a wedding. Wedding. We had like. 180 people there and we had well a ceremony and, and the cake. and You have never seen
0: so much crafting in your life. So much really. crafting. Like we almost crafted ourselves to death. We did, actually. There were moments where we almost crafted ourselves to divorce, but it yeah, was working yeah. in there.
1: Yeah. It was so good. So how long ago was that, you said? Four years almost ago? Almost four years, yeah. yeah. So what was that like, sending out invitations to a wedding mm. where people you love and care about still had people who had their own opinions. Oh on yeah, absolutely. Marriage. What was what was that like?
2: It was confronting. It was. It was really confronting. It was like coming out all over again. Yeah, absolutely. Um, really? Yeah.
0: And that's I think having a child now in today's current political climate, it's like coming out every day. Mm. Like everywhere we go. People are like, I'm not really sure how this works or who's the mother (laughs) or
1: what a nice language friend you are yeah yeah you know it's oh so they think you're just friends or one of us is
2: a nanny or and it's kind of in a a way being married and be able to hate that I have to use those air quotes but being married is important because it's it takes a seat in like the vocabulary that we all share and the the dialogue and the way that we can refer to each other. Otherwise, it also not only makes it awkward for us but for other people because, you know, as soon as you say, oh, actually, we're, we're together, people start apologising. It's a strange, strange thing to have, like, because you don't want to let it just be out there because then it becomes awkward. You know, the next time you see them, they refer to you as your friend again and then you you pass a line where it's just yeah. it's too awkward. Yeah. So you just have to say it up front and then people get really apologetic. So it's... Yeah, it is. I don't like the position that it puts
0: ourselves and other people in as well because yeah. for the most part, people really do mean well. Absolutely. Mean the best and they're happy and it's a, such a universal love that people can share in, you know. So when they see that you have a child, they yeah. reminisce about their own children or about people that they love and it negates all the horrible things that people say. But then it puts them in an awkward situation where you know, either their beliefs are challenged or they have to apologise
1: on behalf of, of, of Australia, basically. Yeah. And it's awkward. Oh, I definitely feel I need to apologise on behalf of Australia. <laughs> Sorry, on behalf of Australia. <laughs> Thank you. Um, you're listening to Kindling Conversation. I'm speaking with Nicole Kirsch and Natalie Macken. And their baby, their one-year-old, is um, crawling around on the floor, on our very clean floor, and playing playing. Perhaps with a a very small plastic bag, I feel like I have to make the caveats because we're not being irresponsible here, but you may may hear this gorgeous creature join in. She doesn't make as much sense as her parents, but she does want to have her say. (laughs) (laughs) Or does she? Nicole, you mentioned before that this time that we're living in now, having a young baby is like coming out again. I can't actually imagine what that feels like when you have a one-year-old because you already in the thick of it, you've kind of just made it through the first year and everyone wants to high-five you, Mm. does it feel like you're being scrutinised or does it feel like you're actually having to explain yourselves and your decisions to other people?
0: I think the hardest part for me personally is that in the context of of our love and our life and the people that know us and, and genuinely share our joy, this extraneous noise really doesn't matter. Because we're old enough and we're resilient enough to be able to kind of laugh it off because it's Mm. ridiculous. If she were older and this was still going on, I think it would affect me a lot more because she it would be the background to her normality. And that's really the line that it crosses for us where it's not okay. We don't want her to see those ads on TV. We don't want her to hear these things about her life because it's
2: really not a reality. It's... She hasn't even started her life yet. No. And she's getting, you know, she'll get all these messages and we've got friends in that situation that you talk about with older children yeah. and... Yeah. It's heartbreaking. It, it is really heartbreaking. is heartbreaking. So when
0: we hear these things, it it makes us sad. It makes us sad that we feel like we need to justify ourselves. But it also makes us stronger, I feel, to be the best people we can be for her and let her know that in her life, it's going to be okay. It's not going to be easy, but at the end of the day, if you can always see that love is at the, like the centre of this debate, then it's going to be okay. So in anything, in any case, it's kind of been really a beautiful experience for me to be able to be strong in my identity with you as a proudly, Gay woman who is very attracted to a same sex woman and be (laughs) the best parent I can be to her. Yeah. You know, and that's all that matters to me now is just making sure that in her life she's spared from as much judgment and pain as possible.
1: Just to pick up on what you just mentioned there about judgment and pain, part of the conversations people are having around this debate. Like looking at both of you you probably have had homophobic slurs or bullying or even before you came to this place of being with someone you love and a child. Is that something that you think people have forgotten about what's going on here? The funny thing is is that it's so hard to talk about
2: a general person, like people. So I'll make my my own generalization without trying to make a generalization It's so hard because I wonder, I really do wonder that if people take a moment to think about, like I read a news story yesterday about a man who was responding to, I think I've forgotten who it was. I'm not going to name a politician, but there was a politician who said, you know, grow a pair, stop whinging, stop all, you know, stop all your your namby-pamby whinging. I think his words were. (laughs) Um, And this guy was like, you know what? You have no idea what my life experience has been. And this isn't whinging. This is standing up to the, to you, basically. And I think about the most terrifying situation that I can imagine is being like a gay teen, somewhere completely disenfranchised, mm. alone, seeing this stuff and getting this input would just be, oh, it makes me so upset. Like, it's just awful. Is that because you remember what it was like for you growing up? No.
1: Look, to be honest, I, I came out really late. So, I don't know, it just makes me upset thinking about like... Yeah, of course. Of course. Nicole, you're going to have to take over unless she's making you cry as well.
0: It's it's there.
1: Um, so you're connected with what's happening not just to your own family but to the wider community.
0: Very much so. I think we consider ourselves very lucky in our mm. to be so supported in our choices and to have had so many people. It was a challenge at our wedding for a lot of people to put that aside, to put their own thoughts and preconceptions aside and, and really challenge themselves to, be, to, to see the sameness of the situation and not the difference of mm. the situation. But people responded with love, and I think it did shift a lot of people because we were then open. you know there was no hiding at that point. It was, well, this is our story, and we
1: share so <laughs> much of our story. <laughs> no. That's it. Ta. <laughs>
2: yeah,
1: uh, not with, all that, right. not with yeah. all that crafting that went on. <laughs> that's I think that's you were, it.
0: Wow, these girls are really living up to
1: that stereotype, you know? Um. I didn't know that gay women had a penchant for crafting. Oh yes.
0: Well you are in the inner west. You do need to get out more. There
1: you know? <laughs> were knitting classes That's something. it,
0: yeah. Um yeah, I think it,
2: it, it is hard. It's hard to relive it again. Mm. And it's, I think, just sad that we're still here. It's so frustrating, especially with things like, gosh, it's hard not to get political, but things like, say, schools program and stuff. I like could it just, it's so, the difference between intent and the reading of it from, from a different position sometimes is enough to make you just want to scream. Like, it's like, hey, this is to help people. That's all there is no intent of like you know coercion or whatever is out there on the or the wording it's just it's just what it is some kids may need help that is all yeah and they may not be able to ask for it so it needs to be there so that they don't have to put their hand up and go hey
1: so you've married in your eyes yep. i kind of feel sometimes i should just step out you guys could talk to each other but <laughs> Obviously, it was a beautiful day and it was a beautiful union. I think one of the things I was talking to my colleague about this morning was what I see about happening with this debate is all of, all of a sudden every same-sex couple in Australia has to portray that they are so in love and mm. so happy and I can tell you guys are you don't you don't have to pretend well, sometimes
2: but, we hate each other oh, well yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> Absolutely. but it feels
1: like that pressure is on yeah. now for couples to be so inordinately in love that it's not realistic not compared yeah. to what we expect of heterosexual couples do you feel that pressure? I feel more
0: shame than pressure in our in not in our relationship but in making sure that people see us as as normal, you know, as being just normal suburban people that, you know, have boring conversations and, you know, go to bed at
2: 8.30. You know, <laughs> Disclaimer, this is true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But absolutely, I kind of feel that pressure, like to be a poster child for like marriage when everyone knows that there is always you know. Challenges. There's yeah. always challenges. My gosh.
1: Especially when you've got a, a child oh, in your life. Massively. So you've been married. Would you marry again? Um, what does it mean legally for you if you were able to marry?
2: You take this one because you're much better at this than me. I'm not good at putting this into words. Oh, I feel, um, I feel stumped actually. I would definitely marry you again. Oh, oh no, I wasn't stumped over yeah, no, that. No. I just mean over the... <laughs> the le-
1: Case example, <laughs> a normal couple miscommunicating. Is this an
0: intervention? I swear, we, we are really happy. The child is No, ours. the legality. You're good at yeah, that. Yeah, I know, I know. Um, I think the legality would mean that we don't need to explain ourselves and that it's there and that other people don't have the right to question our mm-hmm. choices. And it sort of does, it puts almost, it does put a framework around the legitimacy oh of our gosh. love. Um, it would save us what about
2: the logistics like bureaucracy oh my gosh and red you've tape, no
0: idea something chronic i think we would actually get oh. hours of our life do back. you remember medicare i
2: i can't gosh cannot me. go there that was more like, detrimental maybe 19 hours of our life we won't get back that oh, 19 wow. hours
1: <laughs> no who who's who would take whose name or would you hyphenate um
2: probably wouldn't change our names. Yeah, yeah, I
0: didn't change my name. Yeah,
2: to be honest. Sure. So,
0: Kershyn has
2: a nice yeah, ring to nice. it. <laughs> you no, know, it sounds like some sort of pickle <laughs> that we won't. Did you know that there are screens you can get to um, in Centrelink that tell you that <laughs> you, um, it's basically like wrong way, go back. Oh. You can get to screens if you.
1: If oh, that you, doesn't surprise me, actually. It's
2: hilarious. So it's like, cannot compute. Two women must self-destruct in five, four, three. <laughs> yeah it's (laughs) that was actually that was crazy because she had
0: just been born Mm. and we were you know you just get thrown into this world and you're like okay
1: what do we do now what has
0: happened and then you're sitting there and it's like i don't understand i'm ticking all the right buttons it's like you know parent one you know miss parent two miss and then it you get to this point where it's just like you know that error noise computers make it's like (sighs) ding Ding. It's like, the. that's it. And then it was like, sorry, marriage in Australia, under the act, marriage in Australia is between a man and a woman. Um, please call a customer's assistance officer.
1: Oh my goodness. <laughs> we
0: were like, all right, well, hello. Are you, you're either going to marry us or <laughs> we're going to need to do this manually because this is 11 hours.
1: Of oh my God, that sounds terrible. Well, listen, I can hear the little one is saying, look, mum's Enough is enough. I have had my time on the floor. So before I let you go with her, might have to have a cuddle, um, if there were people listening who were undecided about what they were going to put in the survey, what would you say to them? Thinking face.
0: I would say in five years' time or ten years' time, would you still feel the same way? And would you feel would you feel okay with the pain you've caused people in their, in their lives? And would you feel okay if it were you?
2: I'd probably say we, we're not scary, and we don't ask you to do anything differently. Um, it may not be your felt sense. But that does not negate the fact that it is someone else's reality. And I just say, could you be be kind, please? And I would add,
1: vote yes. Um, yes, yes I do. And yeah. vote yes. And vote yes. Ladies, thank you so much for coming in and sharing your, your story. Thank you. um,
0: your floor is not clean
1: anymore. <laughs> <laughs> no, oh, it most certainly not, isn't. No Love really it. isn't. <laughs> <laughs> that was Nicole Kirsch and Natalie Macken.